I'm not here to say that SEO is easy or is simple. I'm not even here to discourage people to, <laughs> to focus on SEO. I'm just saying that you first need to un understand, okay, are people Googling to come across, or potentially come across a product or solution or service like ours? And if so, then, okay, how are we kind of get ourselves up there? And, and that's a critical question you need to answer before you even touch it. Plug into the mind of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi there, listeners of the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. I'm running a little competition as we're trying to get more people to discover this podcast and the work that inspires those to sell with love more. And the best way to do this is to leave reviews, both on Spotify and on Apple Podcast. And for those of you who leave a review when listening to this episode, I would ask you to take a screenshot of your review and send it to me at jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. And in doing so, I'm going to give you a set of meditations that you can use to get into the state of selling with love, whether it's connecting with your buyer, affirmations before making calls, or any kind of outreach, these will empower you to be feeling powerful and to be able to do it from a place of love. It is a reward for supporting the show, being a loyal listener, and of course, being able to give more to my amazing audience. Thank you for always showing up, listening, and being inspired by the amazing guests that I get to interview and I get to share their message with you. So again, just leave a review. Take a screenshot of the review. This can be done on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and email it directly to me, jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. Thank you, and now let's get started with our episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. If you've ever had the curiosity of getting into SEO, search engine optimization, really seeing this as a source of getting more traffic, finding more leads, really discovering the clients that you want to serve in a better way, have you ever thought that this could be the way that you could run your business? I know I've had my own limitations, but I'm so excited to hear about the opportunity that still exists how we can take advantage of it, and why this might be the channel you've been looking for, especially if you're someone that doesn't want to go out there, do outreach, and speak to a lot of different people, and instead have them come to you. And the guest that I have today, Farzad Rashidi, is actually the lead innovator at Responda, which is a technology that helps people reach a lot of link building through getting better organic traffic through Google. What I love about this software, it's something I've actually used when I was promoting my book, Selling with Love, to actually connect with so many people in an efficient way, and particularly in my case was podcast, but the core of the technology is really designed for those who want to go with an SEO strategy. But what we're going to discuss today is really to see how we can use this as a traffic tool, what are the limitations, what are the advantages, and how you could even get started today. And Farzad actually worked for several companies, including Vizme, where he helped them gain 14 million active users and pass 3 million monthly organic traffic. And since then, he's been helping other companies achieve similar success with the technology that he's built, Respana. Farzad, it's a pleasure to have you here and welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to be here, Jason. Thanks for having me. Sir, I've talked about SEO being kind of a mystical way of getting traffic. It's almost like that unicorn. I know of it but sometimes I feel like it's out of reach and it's maybe not for me. And I don't think I'm alone with that thought. 
So I'd love to just start there. For anybody who's a business owner, a consultant, looks as maybe ranking on Google as a magical thing to happen, but I don't really know if it can happen for me. What is typical response you would share with people that might have the similar thought process as I do? Sure. So Jason, I think one thing to consider is that SEO is not the right channel for everybody. And that's one thing that a lot of people miss is that some businesses that have come to us and actually sign up for respondents are paying for our tool. And I'm telling them, I'm like, why? <laughs> like, you don't need our software, really, because some businesses are structured in a way that they're just primed for cold outreach. Like, it's just built for outbound. For example, if you run a medical device company, right, and you sell to specific, like, nurses and, like, doctors and hospitals, and the average deal size is 100 plus K, nobody's Googling for these kind of stuff. So go out there, knock door to door, and start selling this thing, right? Or if you, for example, sell T-shirt and hoodies, stuff that's not quite differentiated, it becomes extremely competitive to try to get on Google. So yeah, maybe Facebook ads, maybe paid ads would be a better option there, right? So as far as SEO goes, one thing to consider, and then that's something, it's an exercise I recommend everybody uh, to kind of go through, is that take your ideal customers, imagine them in your mind, put yourself in their shoes, and understand or like, okay, First of all, are they aware of the problem that they're trying to solve, that you are solving? If so, are they looking for solutions to that problem? Okay, where are they looking for? And if the answer to that is Google, then it's almost idiotic not to focus on your SEO. But I would say a fraction of businesses have all those check marks checked. And so I'm not here to say that SEO is easy or is simple. I'm not even here to discourage people to, to focus on their SEO. I'm just saying that you first need to understand, okay, are people Googling to potentially come across a product or solution or service like ours? And if so, then, okay, how are we kind of get ourselves up there? And, and that's a critical question you need to answer before you even touch it. All right. So obviously there's a litmus test we need to pass, which is, are they aware of the problem? Or would they be Googling about it? And we can often see ourselves using the method of thinking about, hey, how would I put myself in their shoes, especially for those who are coaches and consultants? I've noticed a lot of them kind of imagine themselves, their younger version of themselves as the avatar ideal. And so you can even go back and think, would I have Googled this, you know, a couple years ago when I had this problem? And if so, I guess you start asking, what would I Google search for? But, you know, one of the things that's intimidating with SEO is I feel like it would be really tough to get any kind of results and there's no more opportunities left. Everybody's SEO'd. I would be too late to the party. What's your usual response to that? My response is that is correct. I wouldn't say it's too late, but I would say it's getting very competitive, just like any other channel. So I think, Jason, that what would be cool is for me to actually share the story of VizMe, which I joined, because I think we had a very similar problem here. So for folks who don't know what Vizme is right now, it's, uh, I'm Jason, I'm sure you've heard of us. Not sure whether you've played around with the software, but it's a tool that allows businesses to create visuals and graphics like presentations, infographics, whatnot, on brand within a matter of a few minutes. It, it's like a B2B version of Canva, the way I would put it very simply. But anyway, so when I joined the company, it was a tiny little startup, completely bootstrapped, and didn't have any outside funding. And they basically said that, hey, we built this kick-ass product, now go out there and sell it. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> sounds like a plan. So we considered a few channels. The one was obviously the first thing that popped in my mind is cold outreach. And I absolutely despise outbound. It works. It's a great strategy up to this day. We're just, personally, I am horrible at it. So 
I'm one of those people who's not good at going door to door and start selling. <laughs> I'm the type of person who's more of a strategic button in the back building the product. So, and also another problem that we had that was a deterrent was the price point. So our platform was sort of priced at like $15 a month or something. It's ridiculously low. So it's affordable for a lot of small businesses, but it doesn't justify the cost of hiring a US-based salesperson or SDR to go out there and start selling. So you also consider paid ads, which is great for what they do. It's a very expensive way to get eyeballs on it. Uh, since they use a bidding system, it is getting more competitive. So the cost per clicks and acquisition is skyrocketing over the years. And also there's diminishing ROI when it comes to ads, paid ads, because you're basically, if you double your budget, simply put, it doesn't double your conversion. So at some point, <laughs> you're going to hit a wall where it just doesn't make sense. Your cost of acquisition catches up with your LTV. So we wanted to not just get short-term results, but also build a customer acquisition strategy that would keep bringing us customers for years to come. And we could build on top of it. So we're like, okay, well, Jason, you answered this question. So let's say you want to create an infographic for this episode, right? And you don't already have a software for it. What's the first thing you do to do research to find a product? I head to Google. I try to search for best graphics software. <laughs> there you go. So that's normally a good starting point. And then read about a few and then you land on one. Now, that we knew from day one. It was like, okay, our customers are actively looking for products or solutions like ours. Now, let's try to see what we can do. So we basically just did what everybody thinks when they think of SEO. We started a blog, started writing some content. And built some landing pages, made sure our site was good looking and load, loaded fast and it was mobile friendly. And we put out that website and guess what happened? Probably not a whole lot. I mean, I've done the SEO thing and that's probably one of the disappointing things is you're not going to get an immediate result. Right. You're 100% correct. It was absolutely crickets. <laughs> Nobody coming to our website. And I was like, okay, well, there is a problem here. Obviously, we're doing something wrong because we spent all these resources for months building this thing, and now it's very discouraging because now it doesn't give us any results. So I remember this one day, I actually opened up Google in a new incognito tab. And if you actually want to do it, Jason, with me, and I literally looked up like one of our keywords, which is parent keywords, which is presentation software. And guess how many searches, let's see how Google gives you a number of web pages that contain that keyword. Throw a number out there. How many pages do you think contain the keyword presentation software? Oh my God. Well, knowing Google, they seem to have so many out there. So I'm going to say tens of thousands. It was three and a half billion with a B web pages that contain the keyword presentation software. So I know I had the same reaction. I was like, okay, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, so let's say even if you're in the top 1% in terms of quality of content, so let's say you spend a ton of time creating this content that's absolutely kick-ass and you put it out on your website and it gets indexed, if there are three and a half billion search results for that keyword, you're still in the millions. So how do you go from the million search results to top 10 where they get 99% of the clicks. So if you go and Google that right now, Jason, just open a new incognito tab, Google presentation software. What do you see? So the reason why I say incognito is because normally Google changes the search results based on your existing search history. So want to make sure we keep it unbiased. Hopefully, it leaves me somewhere up there. <laughs> Otherwise, this would be embarrassing. 
All right, I went to do my Googling and the number one is VisMe. The number two is VisMe. Yep. <laughs> all right, perfect. That's what I want to hear. Well, below all the ads that everybody skips. No, there's no ads. It's just you. There are no ads here? No. Oh, nobody's targeting Bali, I guess. <laughs> but in the US, there's quite a few ads there. No ads, but you are coming up. Okay, perfect. Awesome to hear. So that's actually lucky because search results fluctuate. So it's not always number one. Normally, it's in the top three. But anyway, so what you see now is the pick of the iceberg. There's quite a lot of work involved. Long story short, what we did was to understand how Google algorithm works. So if you actually go read their history, so Google wasn't the king of search engines. Back in the late 90s, there's Yahoo and AOL and Bing, there's a bunch of competitors. Nobody had the dominant market share. And when Google developed the algorithm called PageRank, what they did was that they built this algorithm that puts emphasis on web pages that get these backlinks from other authoritative websites. So not only rely on the content of the page, to decide if they want to rank you higher, but also see if other people are also talking about you. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? So you can't just go and stuff keyword on your pages anymore. <laughs> now you got to actually write quality pieces or have valuable web pages that other people are willing to mention. And obviously, they've become very smart over the years, but the core still remains the same. So we are like, okay, well, we know that we need to go get these backlinks. <laughs> but uh, it turned out to be a lot easier said than done. <laughs> so basically what we did was to do a manual outreach process. And it was extremely time consuming and inefficient. So we basically put together a little internal software, which is sort of our secret sauce. And it just worked extremely well. And so we released our MVP beta version and to the public. We're like, hey, let's see if anybody would pay for this thing, if anybody else would like to use it. And the answer turned out, yes, because we had Jason Campbell, <laughs> who actually was a paying customer of our beta version. So we're like, great. So we actually spent the entire year of 2021 rebuilding our entire platform. So that's when we released our 1.0 version. And we just released our 1.1 version which is basically automating a lot of the dirty work and mundane tasks in link building so that you can click a button and it just takes care of the entire work for you. So that now humans can actually focus on building relationships and personalizing your outreach. And that's actually how we landed this show, Jason. That's what our team used to book me this interview. So, and you have a very popular podcast. So obviously it works. <laughs> I love it. Now, this whole backlink linking out, like it might actually be quite foreign for most people listening to this. So could you tell us more about what is involved in getting a backlink? What is it? And just unpack that for us so we can see why it's so powerful in the game of SEO. Absolutely. So link building, unfortunately, has a lot of negative connotation to it because there's been a lot of malpractice, unfortunately, in this space. The way we define link building is as building relationships with relevant publications in your space. So meaning if you're a consultant in a certain niche or if you're a coach for a certain topic, going on niche podcasts in your space. Because guess what? Now that I'm on this podcast, you most likely, Jason, are going to repurpose this into written content. And guess what? You're going to have to mention Respondent's website somewhere on there. And there you go. That's what we call a backlink. So it's a vote of popularity in Google saying that, hey, this Farzad guy from Respondent, Respondent is a legit company because guess what? Jason is linking to them from their very popular website, Mindvalley, right? So that's one. Plus, you get free advertising to a niche audience and lots of other benefits that come through it. And it's not just for SEO purposes. 
another one is also building relationships with other media in your space, right? So there's a variety of different strategies. Podcast is one of them that we encourage people to do. For example, and let's say if you release a book, you can reach out to, for example, whoever, whatever other blogger or journalist that has mentioned a similar book in your space that you can reach out to and incentivize them to work with you, maybe send them a free book to actually come and talk about your product or your service. So what I'm trying to say is that it's a matter of reaching out to relevant publications, find the right person at that publication, get their email address, which Respond automatically does for you. And then basically a matter of sending a personalized pitch so you don't come across a spammy average person that's blasting emails to everyone. So that's a big thing for us that our motto is don't spam build relationships. I love it because I remember when I was at Mind Valley and I was actually helping to promote Vishen Lakiani's book, everything you're saying is something I had to do manually. And I remember going to Google News. I hired someone to go and find the emails of everyone, find the articles of books that were similar to the one that he was launching, the exact strategy you're speaking about. Matter of fact, I even wrote an article for HubSpot about how I did it. And it was all a manual process. And what you're telling me, Farzad, is my article is useless and your software does everything automatically, which is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I disagree, Jason. I think your article is absolutely phenomenal. I haven't checked it out, but based on what you put out, I'm sure it's great. I actually recommend folks to do things manually themselves first. Like I wouldn't come and pay for any fancy tools from the get-go unless, you know, you don't have the time, want to jump the gun. But I actually recommend you to go through that process manually. And then you're going to hit a point where you're like, okay, this is great, but I can't scale this. This is very time consuming. So then it becomes a no brainer to pay for it to like respond. It's like $99 a month to kind of automate and save tens of hours of time every week. So I always recommend folks, I'm like, hey, if you're looking to do average, go do it. You don't need a whole lot, really. It's just a matter of time and that you kind of do in terms of researching and finding the right people. I feel like getting your tool is like having access to Excel before actually learning how to do additions or multiplications manually. So you right. get thrown into this <laughs> spreadsheet software and you're like, what's going on? So I think some foundation <laughs> is necessary, but you're reaching out to people, you're trying to get yourself. So in essence, the whole SEO game has really become a PR game at its foundation. Would that be an accurate statement? Yeah, I mean, PR and SEO link building sort of go hand in hand. The strategy is somewhat different in a way that basically what you're trying to accomplish at the end of the day, but that process is almost identical. We have a lot of PR firms that use Respond. I doing what you exactly mentioned, Jason, is to kind of go and start from news articles instead of blog articles. SEOs are normally concerned with reaching out to other blogs instead of necessarily news channels. So very similar process. Even as we're being very competitive in this field of SEO, now people can actually use a tool like yours as well. Backlinks being a very important thing. Keyword research, all that stuff, is that still at the front end of the SEO? Oh, yeah. So I always say there's two sides to every coin. So SEO is sort of broken down into on-page and off-page. So on-page SEO is your website. So doing proper keyword research and building the right content pieces that actually add value. Now you've done research for it's a pretty scientific process. You shouldn't just write from the heart. Or I would say in terms of picking out the topic, the content should be what you write from the heart, not the title and the keyword that you're targeting. And as far as the technical stuff, like for example, picking the right titles and meta descriptions and making sure your site loads fast, all that good stuff. And when you go normally work with an SEO agency, that's all they focus on. Because as humans, we're conditioned so that it's 
something that's under our control is more comfortable and we pay more attention to it. And this is not to say on-page SEO is not important. It's actually a requirement. You got to have the right foundation, but it's not enough. It's 50% of the work. And the other half is what a lot of companies don't pay attention to is off-page side of things. It's that, okay, now that we produce this piece of content, now let's go out there and promote it, build some backlinks to it, so it actually starts getting rankings. And that still opens up a lot of opportunities for a lot of companies, especially small companies that are smart enough to focus on that. That helps you kind of get up in the search cells and sort of propel forward. And 99% of companies that do SEO, I'm just throwing a number out there, but based on my experience, don't focus on off-page at all just because it's uncomfortable. It's not directly under your control. You're talking to other people, convincing them to do something for you. And that's always takes a lot more energy and effort than, than the other part. Well, luckily, you are on the Selling with Love podcast. And if we're doing our job correctly, we're helping our listeners to get less sales reluctance. And in essence, what you're saying is even in the field of SEO, sales mechanisms need to be in place to be able to optimize off the page by doing this backlink strategy, which most people are uncomfortable doing. So guess what? The moment you start doing it, you gain a massive advantage. So I love what we talked about here, Farzad, because in essence, we're looking for some golden opportunities. And as you mentioned at the beginning, SEO has matured. And so the competition is fierce. Yet there is one little thing that most people avoid, and that's outreaching to other places to get these backlinks, which is getting your article featured on other pages. And this requires a little bit of sales. Yet with a tool like Respana, you get a chance to actually automate the process, do it in a way that is less taxing and have a lot more fun with the fact that you will get more results. You can get all these metrics around SEO, such as domain rank, page rank, all that fancy stuff that actually gets you some free traffic, rank well, and do it in a way that nobody else is really doing. So it gives you a massive advantage. Farzad also spoke about all the elements that happen on your site still need to happen. That is your baseline. But if you have that in place, it would be a shame if you don't promote it properly by using a tool like Respana or going out yourself and using these backlinks, getting this article featured and this website featured on other people's sites. You can use podcasts, news articles, or partners in the space to make sure you are getting the maximum effect. If this is a topic you are curious about, you want to go deeper into, definitely go and check out Respana's website. I will put a link in the show notes, which I know Farzad is going to be powerful because you will get to page rank respond up based on how I'm sharing the link on my website, which is a brilliant way of sharing value. And I will encourage everyone who is listening to go and check it out, get curious about it, investigate it, and realize that this might be the way for you to generate more traffic without having to directly go and find your end customers, but instead have them come to you. Farzad, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing. And one question I ask every guest that comes on the show, and I want to ask you as well, is you are on the Selling with Love podcast. What does selling with love mean to you? Selling with love to me sounds like, Jason, that you don't sound like a salesperson. You sound like an expert who's educating you and trying to solve your problem, not someone looking to necessarily make a quick buck. That's something that we adhere to in our demos, in our sales team, always say that you want to treat people who come to you as people, not as prospects. And that to me creates a mutual respect between the salesperson and the audience or the customers. So that's my take on it. Farzad, thank you so much for sharing with my audience and all you listeners, keep selling with love. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast.